Web 2.0. Innovation. Trend. Collaboration. Software. Metadata. Got the world turning as fast as it can? Hear how technology can help, legally speaking, with two of the top legal technology experts, authors, and lawyers, Dennis Kennedy and Tom Mile. Welcome to the Kennedy Mile Report here on the Legal Talk Network. And welcome to episode 203 of the Kennedy Mile Report. I'm Dennis Kennedy in St. Louis. And I'm Tom Mile in Dallas. In our last episode, we ranted about things in tech that really bug us. Problem is that Tom and I are such nice guys that we immediately felt a little bad about that after the the podcast because we weren't as nice as we could be about some tech. But it was also it was just Thanksgiving in the U.S. and that made us feel like we should do the opposite of that last episode and talk about tech things that we were actually thankful for. Tom, what's all on our agenda for this episode? I don't think we felt all that bad, but I am glad to be talking about this uh, about this topic. Indeed, in this edition of the Kennedy Mile Report, we will be sharing the technology that makes us thankful. Uh, there should be no ranting in this episode, although I cannot promise that myself. In our second segment, we'll continue to gush about some of the things that we're thankful for that we couldn't fit into the first segment. We've just got so much. And as usual, we'll finish up with our parting shots, that one tip, observation, or website that you can start to use the second that this podcast is over. But first, we're going to offer our gratitude to some technology, uh, and we're going to do this kind of like we did last week, just kind of one after the other until uh, until we get tired and can't do it anymore, at least until the second segment. Dennis, uh, what's first on your thank you list? I think uh, the first thing on my list is, is something I think we've increasingly take for granted, and I've been traveling a fair amount recently, and it's just the mere fact of that anytime, anywhere, access to the internet uh, through smartphones and apps. And I used to joke back in the, the old days of the internet, back when when you uh, were always connected to things through wires, that I would love to one day have a T1 line, for those of you who get the T1 reference, so super fast internet connected and plugged directly into my brain. And I realized the other day we kind of have that now with our smartphones and anywhere, anytime, fast internet access. And so I'm really thankful that we do have that. Um, because when you're traveling, it's so easy to find things that you want, to get directions. When you're sitting around and you need some distraction, you can find something on the internet. Do you have all these apps? You can find the the scores. I, the ESPN app has this new thing of uh, the likelihood, the percentage likelihood of, of somebody, uh, a team winning a game. And so there's this new things all the time. And, and that, that always on, always available internet connection, I just think we take for granted. And looking back through many years of being involved in technology, I'm just really thankful that we have that. So I'm going to extend your thankfulness about that and add one more word to it. I am thankful for anytime, anywhere access to anyone. Now, obviously, I don't mean that we become stalkers and that we go and find anybody, but the fact that it's now so much easier to get in touch with people. We no longer have to search for a phone number or hope that there's an email address out there somewhere. Is that it is now so much easier to connect with people or get in touch with people either through an introduction on LinkedIn or sending them a tweet or liking or talking to them on their YouTube or Instagram 
webpage, but there are so many ways to get in touch with people these days that it makes it easy. And I think that there's a, I don't like to say democratization of it, but it's easy to get in touch with people that you wouldn't ordinarily have been able to get in touch with. I've had conversations with celebrities on Twitter before that I never would have had in the past. Now, granted, a lot of celebrities ignore me because I'm not a celebrity, but uh, but the fact that some will talk to me is sort of amazing that we live in a world where we can actually have conversations with people we never would get the chance to, and it's really through the internet and through these magical devices that we're using these days. Dennis, next up for you. Yeah, so the the thing that's next up for me is is one password, uh, which is basically I'm praising the notion of password managers, and maybe in a little bit different way than than other people uh, might. But I, I really like the I'm thankful for the one password app, which is on my phone, and. You know, I was at my dad's house for Thanksgiving and I needed to get his Wi-Fi password. Well, it's in one password for me. And so I was just able to pull that up and get it. I can, if I'm checking into a hotel, I may need a rewards number uh, for that hotel. I That's in one password. So in addition to managing passwords, I you know, also have credit card numbers, pins, you know, all those, all those different things. And it's all in one handy, secure place. Um, on my phone and portable for me, um, and I, that's just uh, I'm I'm really thankful for that because you have to be so sophisticated in how you use passwords or you know better the better approach is just to have them randomly generated for you, um, but to actually just have them you know on the device that's always with you is great and uh, so much better than you know having the the sheet of paper that you fold up and put in your wallet and then pull out to to look up numbers. So the next thing I'm thankful for is more of a general category, and it's really just voice technology in general. The fact that we can do so much now with our voice, frankly, is amazing to me, and it's such a help, and I wonder sometimes why more people don't take advantage. I will say that whenever I'm in the kitchen, or maybe I'm actually in the bathroom, or getting ready for work, or I'm in the office, and I'm either doing something, or I'm I'm occupied with something that I can't get to my computer or I can't get to my phone, but I either need some information or I remember something. It's so easy to just talk to the Google Home or talk to the Amazon Echo and just to say, you know, what time is it? What's the forecast going to be so I know what to wear? I need to add this to the grocery list or I need to add this to my to-do list and add this there. So it it is such a convenient help. You know, there's I tried the other day um, both both the Google Home and the and the Amazon Echo will now read recipes to you in order, and they will actually stop after each step. So they'll tell you the step, you do it, then you tell it to move forward, and it'll keep reading you the steps. And I see it only getting better. And the fact that we can do, use our voice to get information and to help us um, when it would be otherwise inconvenient. I mean, that's I haven't even talked about the convenience of using your voice in your car uh, to do things when you're driving rather than being distracted by picking up a phone or doing something with your hands. Um, it's just amazing to me, and I'm, I can't tell you how much I'm thankful for that. You know, time I heard the other the other day, somebody saying there's a a pan that you can get that will talk you through how, what you're cooking and let you know that the temperature is right to cook and, and what you do. So, you know, I, whether that's... That's amazing or a little creepy? 
<laughs> With a talking pan? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? And, you know, we all have to worry about fake news these days, so you don't know whether it actually exists or not. So I didn't have the time to track that down, but uh, it, was, it was kind of an interesting approach. So my next one I'm, I'm thankful for is is OmniFocus, which is my task manager. And it it ties so well to David Allen's GTD system that that just makes it really work for me. And it helps me in so many ways. It's the best money I've ever spent on on software. And it's sort of what keeps, keeps the chaos at bay for me and how I can keep uh, on top of as many different things as, as I'm I'm trying to accomplish. And I, Tom and I were talking before the podcast that we're finishing up the second edition of our collaboration tools book. And I have the tasks ready to go in OmniFocus for the next steps in our book once we get the edited draft of it back to us. And I just can drop that in the day that I want to get started on that. And and I have it set up to work an hour on the book and I check it complete and it automatically goes to the next day to become an item for me. And I can arrange things in projects and break them into chunks and triage things and say, oh, here are all these things I thought I was going to do today, but these I don't really need to do today. I can bump them a day, a week, a month, whatever I want to do. And for, just like I say, for managing the chaos, I, it's just just a tool I'm truly thankful for. So last podcast, I ranted a little bit about how the Surface laptop and, and my Surface products were not doing me right in certain respects. I'm going to turn around and, and talk about what makes me thankful about it is, is in general, the hybrid touchscreen slash laptop, uh, the ability to have a device that you can both type on with a keyboard and also use as a touchscreen. I'm not ready, and I've talked about on this podcast several times, I'm not ready to have the iPad uh, or a tablet be its own computer. I know that there are now commercials coming out talking about what's a computer because we're all on iPads now. I don't think we're quite there yet. I love the iPad, but it's still not, to, for me, a computer replacement. But at the same time, it's really a pain to have to type everything out or use a mouse and what I really love is the ability to have the keyboard there when I need it. But then if I need to scroll, rather than using the mouse, it's so much easier to just reach up and scroll and flick with my fingers on the screen. So that ability to do both, and it's really the best of both worlds. And I think it makes me so much more productive and makes it so much more enjoyable to use a laptop when I can have both environments there. I really, really like the combination there. And I, I think that's kind of where I plan to stay for a long time. So my next one is Bluetooth headphones. And I was thinking about this today because I, I was uh, had a, a doctor's appointment. So I, I grabbed a pair of Bluetooth headphones. I wasn't sure they were fully charged. So I grabbed another set of earbuds, um, you know, the the standard iPhone earbuds. And and I spent a couple of minutes untangling the wires off the thing. And I was like, you know, it is weird. A couple of years ago, people said, oh, like how, how are we gonna, this whole wireless thing, how does that make sense? And, you know, the radio plug and, and all of that. And, and now it does seem like it's really old fashioned. You're wondering like, why do I have these wires, this long wire that gets all tangled up and I gotta untangle it and 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 do that sort of thing. So I really like the the Bluetooth headphones where I can kind of just put my iPhone down somewhere and if I'm working on something or I'm working out, 
then I just have the Bluetooth things on. I don't have to have the, the iPhone in my pocket. I don't have to, you know, manage wires hanging off of me. It's just one of those simple things that uh, there wasn't, I don't think, truly a need for it that I felt at the time that the Bluetooth headphones came along or Bluetooth earbuds came along. But now it just seems like they just make so much sense and, and make life so much easier. So that's the next thing on my thank you list. Now, I'll tell you, I do not miss at all the lack of a headphone jack in my phone. I um, I didn't know if I would or not, but the fact that it's not there, the fact that I have good Bluetooth headphones makes it easy to forget that they're going away very fast from most of our phones. I have another general category. I've, I've, I've discovered as I looked at my list that I'm kind of being very general in my thankfulness. Um, I, and what I really want to talk about is in general productivity apps. Dennis mentioned OmniFocus. I'm going to say that productivity apps in general make me thankful. And the reason is sort of thinking about the David Allen notion of getting things done or just productivity in general is about the ability to get things out of your head and into a system where they make sense for you to be able to manage them. And what's amazing to me is how many different tools there are to do that and approach it and attack it in so many different ways. And so just from a task management standpoint, I've been using both Todoist, which is my task manager of choice. Um, but with the Tech Show board lately, I've been using Trello. And I actually really, really like Trello a lot. Um, but the fact that I can use those as good task managers really, really helps to get all the stuff that I need out, and it's in that place where I can go back and look at it anytime I need to. I can save stuff in, in Evernote or OneNote. I can have communications with Dennis for the podcast or the Tech Show board for Tech Show related things in Slack. Um, I love the ability that there are so many different apps that approach these from so many different ways that it's a fairly simple matter for somebody to find something that works for them um, and helps them be more productive, get the stuff out of their head so that they can actually get the kind of work done that they need to get done. So my next one is Endomondo, which is a is a fitness app, um, and and probably I could say I'm thankful for fitness apps in general. But I and Endomondo is the one I use, and it's really a cycling app for, for me. And so I, I use it when I when I ride, and it just tracks my mileage, tracks my route, um, and then saves that up on the cloud and. You know, I didn't realize this year, I, I didn't really set a goal of riding a thousand miles uh, on my bike this year. But uh, when I found out in Endomondo, I was in the 900 miles, then the thousand miles became my goal. And it was great to, to have this app that tracked all that for me. So I didn't have to create my own little spreadsheet or do other things. And and then I could see what I've done and compare things. And I, I don't use this, the social aspects of these apps, but I know people who do. But this is was this great $5 app for me that, that I've really grown to like. And it's just something that's become part of my cycling routine is like I get ready to go and I 
turn on the end of Mondo and it tells me when I've racked up another mile and what the elapsed time was and what the, the time was for the last last mile and keeps track of the history. And uh, it's another one of these apps that like I start out by saying you're, I'm connected to the internet in a good way. Um, there's this tracking that doesn't feel creepy to me. It's really helpful to me. And it's just made my life better in, in many ways. So the next thing I'm thankful for is um, sort of a reverse from the last podcast as well. I went on a rant about tech journalists, um, but I want to talk about what I think is the positive thing about tech journalists, and that is that more than ever before, we have such a wealth of information when we want to pick the right technology for us in terms of these reviewers who go in and do really thoughtful, really in-depth reviews of new technology product. It used to be that if you wanted to, you could go to PC Magazine or PC World, and there were two places that would do reviews of things. But you have so many outlets now. I, I'm a big fan of The Verge, and I go to The Verge for a lot of my reviews. Um, I know a lot of people like to go to The Wire Cutter. I'm not sure I completely agree with the, with the decisions that they make, but, but that's a great site for, for doing reviews of not just technology, but of other things. But don't even stop there. There are so many different sites of people doing technology reviews, not even to mention the people who have YouTube channels that just do reviews of, of products all the time. And what I think is nice about it is, is that you don't have to rely on average people saying, yeah, this worked well for me. You've got somebody who actually knows what the product is supposed to do and has experience with what it should be doing and can give you some really useful information before you make a purchase decision. So, you know, I really recommend that you go out and, and take a look at some of these sites. I, I don't like to say that I'm a slave to the review, but I like to see what people say about it so that I can understand whether it's something that I'm going to like. I really would rather not rely on a layperson's review on Amazon or some review that they got posted somewhere. I really want to trust a lot of these journalists, and I think they do a great job in figuring out what the best aspects of these tools and what things need work and whether they recommend that you buy it or not. So my my last one time is ebooks in particular the sort of free and paid in in one case or maybe in a couple of cases rental ebooks. So OverDrive is connected with your public library uh, through most of the, the U.S. and you're able to get loans of ebooks uh, up to ten per month of both ebooks and audiobooks uh, for free as part of having your library card at your public library. Uh, scribed in uh, the the Amazon uh, version, which is, is escaping my mind right now, but it also allow you on a pay on a monthly basis and download a certain number of ebooks. So with Scribed, it's three ebooks, one audio book each month, and it's a great way to uh, inexpensively get to read a lot more books and a lot newer books because you don't have to you know spend a lot of money or wait for for it to show up in in the library it just becomes a great way to read i love ebooks because as my eyes have started to go i just have found that um, ebooks and have a consistent interface and and font size and all of that it just makes reading a lot more pleasant for me because um, i feel like i have more control than i do with books so Great things if you haven't if you haven't played with them. I think it also changes your attitude a little bit toward reading. So I think you're more likely to say this book isn't great. 
um, I'll just stop and I'll I'll start a new one. And so I, it's really kind of interesting to see how your attitudes about reading change. But I think it's it's really increased in some ways the, the number of books that I, I read in a year, and it's it's just made a better experience for me. And my last thing that I'm thankful for for this segment, uh, again, I'm going to make it general. And I'm just going to say Google makes me thankful. And that's probably uh, surprising to a lot of people. And maybe some of you would disagree with that. I know that, that Dennis would disagree with it when I talk about being thankful for Google as a search engine. But I genuinely believe, and whether this is ultimately going to prove to have been a good or a bad decision, I'm comfortable kind of letting Google know the details of my life in order to make it more useful to me. I am comfortable with it knowing that I bought a plane ticket to go to Atlanta in a couple of weeks because it's going to tell me whether my plane is on time and what gate I need to go to, and it's going to keep me updated on that. And when I buy movie tickets or when I've made a reservation, it's going to let me know what's going on there. In the Google Now feed on my phone, I've got news that it's learned I'm going to be interested in. There's never a story that shows up there that I don't have an interest in, and it's all about different topics because, one, I've helped to tell it, but it's also learned from it. And it's such a smart tool. It's not just about search anymore, although, frankly, I don't have the kinds of problems about search that maybe Dennis or other people have. I think it suits me just fine, although I don't probably use it as deeply or as uh, try to get all the features as most people do. But I will just say that um, if you're looking for something to help manage your life, to provide you with the right information at the right time, um, and to get you to understand you, I really think that the things Google's doing with artificial artificial intelligence these days are really amazing and if you're comfortable if you're comfortable letting it into your life a little bit I think you'll be amazed too. And I guess that's uh, that wraps it up for the first segment. Uh, so before we move on to our next segment, let's take a quick break for a message from our sponsor. Looking for a process server you can trust? ServeNow.com is a nationwide network of local pre-screened process servers. ServeNow works with the most professional process servers in the industry. Connecting your firm with process servers who embrace technology, have experience with high volume serves, and understand the litigation process and rules of properly effectuating service. Find a pre-screened process server today. Visit www.servenow.com. And now let's get back to the Kennedy Mile Report. I'm Dennis Kennedy. And I'm Tom Mile. Uh, we have a number for our special voicemail box. Uh, we still want you to leave some audio questions or make suggestions for topics. That Remember, that number is 720-441-6820. That's 720-441-6820. We'd absolutely love to use your question in the B segment in a future episode. But in this episode, uh, we've basically skipped the audience question because we We've got even more tech that we're thankful for. So, Dennis, take it away. You know, I was uh, I was thinking about when you were talking about Google, how I just started to use Google Calendar for some of my personal stuff lately because of some projects I'm involved in. And uh, I'm starting to I see what you mean about the way that it kind of populates throughout the rest of the Google ecosystem where you get the reminders and email. And I just find it uh, sort of useful. So maybe I'm relenting a little bit on, on Google. So uh, a couple other things I want to add that I really like, which is the 
the whole thumbprint thing, and I think it, if I go to the iPhone 10, then I think I'm going to like the facial recognition as well. But the thumb thing, as opposed using the thumb as opposed to you know keying in a PIN number or a password, I think is great. It's it seems it started. It's another thing that feels really intuitive. It works almost all the time, and even and it's sort of amazing to me. Even if you don't have your thumb sort of sitting you know, in in the right way, it still recognizes it. So I like the ease of that. And I'm really intrigued by the way that biometrics uh, can make our, our life a little bit easier. I really like on my Apple Watch the way that I can pay through using the watch. So I can go up to a cash register that's capable of, of doing Apple Pay and just like, press the, the, the button on my watch twice, the credit card is ready to go, and boom, it gets recognized and pays, and it seems like it's fast, it's easy. Uh, again, it's, it's one of those things where I would say, I didn't know that I had a need for it, but I just appreciate the efficiency of it and how it, it makes my, my life easier. Tom alluded to this earlier, but the the voice systems with the Amazon Echo um, that I'm using, and I'm gonna uh, hoping that the the Apple HomePod comes out, uh, I guess sometime in early 2018. But I, I like the the idea of of using voice to do commands, and then also the fact that you have this speaker here that can give you information, can play music at a, actually a, a really good uh, sound quality, um, can kind of pull up whatever song is on your mind, you know, provide you news, answer questions. Um, it, so I, I like that. And and then I, I think the, the other thing that surprised me, because I never considered myself a, a big video person, but I really like online education and some of the tools that are out there and services that are out there. And then recently, I've really started to get into the whole notion of YouTube how-to videos. And to give an example, we had the, our uh, dryer stop working a couple weeks ago. And I did a little research, and it seemed like probably a belt had broken. And so I was trying to decide whether we needed to call a repairman or whether that was something you could actually do on your own. Well, I found the videos showing the easy way to repair and uh, or to change, swap out a, a belt after you diagnosed it was actually the, the problem. And it was an eight and a half minute video where the guy was saying how easy it was. And I was just going like, oh my God, like there's... <laughs> Like, I could just see myself being cut. They were going like, if you're, as long as you're careful, you won't get cut on the sharp edge. You need to watch out for that. And I'm like, okay. And it made the decision to just like call a repairman super easy. But I think there are a number of things out there where there's those instructional videos that are just out there for free are, can be really helpful. And so could be cooking, could be like simple maintenance and repair, or, or it could be, you know, trying to learn some new concepts. But uh, all of those things things are the extra things I'm thankful for this year, Tom. All right, you named a whole lot. I'm just going to hit my top three real quick. One of the things that I'm really thankful for is a little similar to your pay with your watch, and that's the the unlock with your phone notion. Um, the fact that you can now use your phone as a key for so many different things. It can unlock your house. It can unlock your car. Um, what I really like lately is that I can use it now instead of my debit card, um, even at an ATM. I just go up to the ATM, tap my phone against the ATM, and I'm 
in and I can withdraw cash if I need to do that. Um, really, really helpful. That's kind of eliminating or reducing the requirement that you carry around or, or have to worry about uh, debit cards or, uh, or, or other forms of payment because you can do so many things with your phone these days. I'm incredibly thankful for the Pocket Casts app. I've talked about it on this podcast before. If you're going to listen to podcasts, I still think that Pocket Casts is one of the best, if not the best one, because it's available on both iPhone, iOS, and Android. It's, I think, a great podcast app in itself. But what I really like about it is the web version so that I can listen to my podcasts on my computer if I want to. And it's completely synced to what I have on my phone. So I can listen to my phone, I can pull it up on the web, and it'll be exactly where I left off and can listen to it. So the Pocket Casts is something that I absolutely highly recommend. And then my last my last thing that I'm thankful for, and this is more recent, but I, I have to say I've I've really fallen in love with it is, is that I've never really pictured myself as a person who likes biking for exercise, but I purchased a Peloton bike in the past couple of months. And I have to say, I'm totally in love with it, at least partially because of the technology involved. Because, you know, at heart, it's a spinning bike and it's a bike that, uh, that you work out on. But what's nice about it is, is that attached to it is a tablet computer that I can access not only seven to 10 live classes per day that I can actually watch somebody doing a live class when I do it, but I have access to over 6,000 recorded classes with virtually any kind of music, any length, any type of bike things. I can do a scenic bike ride of the Italian Alps if I want to. Um, it is so versatile. It keeps track of where you are in a particular workout. It'll it'll have a leaderboard so you can, if you're competitive, you can try and pass the people up who are ahead of you or keep ahead of the people who are behind you. It is such a an interesting technology tool that it really is motivating me to be better in my workout. So Peloton bike is something that I absolutely highly recommend. So that's about it for me, Dennis. So now it's time for our parting shots, that one tip, website, or observation that you can use the second this podcast ends. Tom, take it away. So I'm actually going to start by withdrawing a parting shot from my, I believe, previous podcast. And I'm going to say that If you took my advice and pre-ordered or ordered a pair of the Google Pixel Buds, I'm going to say cancel that order, send them back, do whatever. They're not ready for prime time yet. I had just gotten them at the time that I made the recommendation. Now that I've had time to work with them, I really am interested in where they're going, but they got a lot of problems. Number one, which is I can't figure out how to turn them off. I don't know how to turn them off. Uh, they just they, I could they ran out of battery every time because I could never turn them off and they stayed connected to my phone. So uh, if you've bought it already, um, I, I apologize, but if you're thinking about it, don't. Um, and let's talk about other types of wireless buds that work for you. My one parting shot that I absolutely want you to do, and I want you to absolutely do it as soon as you can get to this. Uh, this because I think the time will be limited once you hear this is to go vote at Above the Law for Startup Alley. Startup Alley is a feature that debuted at last year's ABA Tech Show, which features 15 legal tech startups um, that pitch their product uh, and, and there's usually a winner or a couple of winners at Tech Show. We have 
25 finalists for the 15 slots, and it's uh, open to you to vote. It's uh, We want you to help choose who the 15 finalists are. So hopefully you're listening to this in time that you can get over to Above the Law, vote for your top 15 uh, startups, and help select the startups that will be part of Startup Alley at ABA Tech Show in March of this next year. Dennis? Tom, I think I've beaten you to a, a new speaker choice. Uh, so I was reading about the Bose Sleep Buds. I read about them too. I mean, I'm very interested to hear what you have to say about them. And so I'm fascinated by this for a number of reasons, one of which is that Bose seems to be doing a sort of crowdfunding uh, approach to launching this product. And so I'm, I'm sort of fascinated by that as a business model. But the idea here is when you think about it, that if you're if you're listening to audiobooks or you like to listen to music or you just want to play sounds when you sleep, then the idea of putting, okay, you can't do bulky headphones, uh, earbuds don't really work that well. Uh, you can't really play speakers if you have someone else who's sleeping in the same same bed. But the idea here is that they're trying to attack that notion and create almost like this little you know, defined area of sound around you. So it only impacts you. You don't have necessarily something in your ear. So you have more comfort. Um, and it's just sort of like a fascinating approach to say, um, how can you kind of create this little cocoon of, of sound for yourself that, that you could put in whatever type of audio you wanted. Like I said, it could be nature sounds, it could be relaxation music, it could be an audio book, that sort of thing. And I'm just really fascinated by this idea. My sense is, Tom, you, you may remember this better than I do, that it's, it's going to be in the sort of 150 to $200 range. Um, but it's... Uh, Definitely something that uh, I, I, I want to look into and see, see one, if it actually the funding so it does come out and, and how that works. But uh, uh, I'm really, really interested in, in this as a possible approach to the common thing of saying, how would I listen to audiobooks at night or, or play some background music? And so that wraps it up for this edition of the Kennedy Mall Report. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. You can find show notes for this episode at tkmreport.com. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes uh, or on the Legal Talk Network site where you can find archives of all of our previous podcasts. If you'd like to get in touch with us, we're both available on LinkedIn. Um, you can send us a tweet at Tom Mile or at Dennis Kennedy. And remember that number for the voicemail questions is 720 so until the next podcast, I'm Tom Mile. And I'm Dennis Kennedy, and you've been listening to the Kennedy Mile Report, a podcast on legal technology with an internet focus. If you like what you heard today, please rate us in Apple Podcasts. And we'll see you the next time for another episode of the Kennedy Mile Report on the Legal Talk Network. Thanks for listening to the Kennedy Mile Report. Check out Dennis and Tom's book, the Lawyer's Guide to Collaboration Tools and Technologies, Smart Ways to Work Together, from ABA Books or Amazon. And join us every other week for another edition of the Kennedy Mile Report, only on the Legal Talk Network. <laughs>